Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Guess that I must have missed class that day. It's so senseless. Baby, please pass that check. How do you make pink lemonade? How do you make pink lemonade? Is it real? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. We only want it if it's this is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix in the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. We are talking pop culture. Pop-pop-pop-pop. We're talking about the food that we consume. How real is it to you? Jeremy, have you heard this news about Subway? I did, because earlier you said something to me. Kind of blew my mind, but let them know. Subway tuna sandwiches found to contain no tuna fish DNA. Lab test find following lawsuit. So basically, Subway sells tuna sandwiches. But there's no tuna actually in them. They had The New York Times had 60 inches of Subway tuna sandwiches from three different restaurants in Los Angeles lab tested after the chain was accused in a lawsuit reported earlier this year alleging the fish is made from a mixture of various concoctions first reported by the Washington Post. The tuna was frozen and sent out to the lab which determined no amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species According to the Times. So not only was it not tuna, but they couldn't even tell you what it actually is. That, first of all, that's extremely surprising. I mean, I guess it shouldn't be surprising in the world that we live in. But that's disgusting. You you um, sell something and you promote it as tuna fish. And after lab, a lab takes it back and, and you know breaks it down, it's not tuna fish? Then what is it? You know, you hear people making jokes all the time. You hear that uh, Jim Gaffigan joke about how Subway doesn't really have all these different types of breads. All the breads are just different colors. Oh, you'd like the cheese-colored flavored bread because, you know, you, they all taste pretty much the same. But then you, when you find out that it's real, it's real. They're not even selling tuna fish. You go to get a tuna fish sandwich, and that's not even what you're getting. Now, for me, I don't, 
I, I do care. I, I care very much. But for those people who like watch calories and uh, watch what they're intake into their body, does this mean that this whole time they've been lying about the calories that are in it and what exactly is in it and what it does to your body? Exactly. Some people don't care. Like the old me would have been like, I don't care. You know, whatever's good is good. But look how you gonna blatantly lie. I think this is a bombshell. Boom. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, flex. Folk master flex. Drop the bomb. Because are you serious? And if they're doing it, how many other restaurants do you go to? Did you get specific things that aren't really that? So you don't know what you're putting in your body. You're putting all these foreign substances that you have no clue what they are or is it even real food? I mean, I guess it is food, but man, bombshell. Yeah, it blew my mind because you would think that something as simple as tuna. The One of the things I learned is that there's 15 different kinds of fish that can be classified as tuna and not one of them popped. Not one of them showed up in your in your concoction. Not one. That's what blows my mind. And I don't like people who aren't transparent. I, and so I guess that goes into fast food restaurants or wherever you go to. Don't tell me it's something if it's not something. You know what I mean? Don't lie to my face. Don't fake in front. And then when it comes out, we're going to get this report from Subway saying we are very sorry that we uh, misled. No, you lied. You lied to my face. On purpose. It's not cool. This is not now, the first that time that Subway – this is not the first time Subway has been in the news for their food. They also had – uh, a chemical that was used in yoga mats found in their bread. They removed it since then, but this is not the first time that they've been doing stuff they had no business doing. And we're not even going to bring up Jared. Leave him out yeah. of this one. But, th- but you know what? This it almost makes me feel like, you know, if you look at sports and you think about certain teams, um, we, we think about college basketball and there's one team that's cheating and you kind of roll your eyes and say, well, they're all cheating. Is this how it goes in the, in the food industry? Yeah, I don't think there's any question, especially with fast food, these these chain restaurants. Subway's not the only one. We're picking on them today just because we're picking on them today. We don't have any vendetta against them. We certainly don't have no cheddar invested in them. But they're not the only ones. Without question, McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, all those other places are doing the same thing where they can get away with it. There's no question about that. You don't know what you're eating. You don't know what kind of steroids that they're putting on these birds and chickens and meat and what they're really feeding them and what comes out in it. I mean, a a little fun fact, and I know that they know this, but I know when chocolate's made, there's so many pounds of rat poop that's allowed to be in this big batch of chocolate per so many, you know, because um, it happens in, I guess, every, every factory that there's so much Rat crap that's allowed to be in the chocolate. That's disgusting. But that's also, you know, things that go on. I mean, that's the reason why people don't want to know how the sausage made. Because you don't really want to know. You think you know, but you don't know. (laughs) You don't know. But that's all we got for now. Tell us your food stories. If you worked in the fast food industry, if you know anything that we may need to know, let us know. Get at us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Email us. However you want to get to RVK, holler at your boys. Rat me, boys! Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. You know what time it is when you hear that music. You know what time it is. Time for I Got Five on it. The RVK back. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, and I am with... 
Jeremy, Jay, and Fiend Phoenix. I'm in the building. I'm in the booth. Little brother right here. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to the latest rendition of I Got Five on it. The raspy voice kids are ready to fill in these blanks. Let us start off with the first blank. Deuce McBride showing in the NBA Combine is blank. I'm going to say Deuce McBride showing is impressive. 6'1", flat-footed in socks, 6'1", but the wingspan, 6'8", 7'5", I think it was, great wingspan. You could always, Jeremy, you're always talking about long arms. Deuce McBride has them. He's got an NBA build, and he looks like he can play better off the ball, shooting lights out in the shooting drills that he was given to do. Uh, looked really, really good, could not miss, and he's got NBA executives talking positively. So I'm going to say his showing was or is impressive. I'm going to say his showing is hearsay. I haven't seen anything. Oh, you haven't I seen saw, the videos? I saw the little video of him hitting a few threes in a row, which is nice. Don't get me wrong, it's tight. But there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know what I mean? There's a lot more. You know, we're just getting started. Um, we're seeing little tidbits of this and that, but the truth is, we don't know. You know, it's all about perspective. So if a Mountaineer fan watches certain things, now the threes are undeniable, but the whole, the the, the entire camp uh, that he was in, you know, a Mountaineer fan may watch and be like, oh, wow, he's so amazing. He needs to go top 15. The next person can look, look and see all kinds of holes where he needs to do better. I personally didn't get to see it. So I don't know if it's hype. I don't know if it's just people, Mountaineers being Mountaineers. But from right now, I say it's just hearsay. Doesn't hold much water to me. Number two, Nico Marchiol's commitment is blank. A good start. His commitment is a good start. Now, we've had other four stars. We've had William Crest. We've had four children. We've had plenty of other guys that were four stars who did not turn out for the good. Did not turn out to be what we needed. But Nico is a good start because he's got the talent to be a good player. We'll see if it gets developed and if he puts in the work to be who we want him to be as a left-handed mobile quarterback. All right. I got a feeling that it's about to be just like the NHL team out from Colorado. It's about to be an avalanche. Ooh, I think the dominoes are dropping. We've been teased, and for years we hear about big-time recruiting classes, and for years, oh, we're ranked here in the top 25, and by the time recruiting ends, we're back to number 38 on a good year. This year, however, I got a feeling that tonight's, excuse me, that this year's going to be a good year. I think it's going to be a great year of recruiting. And now, obviously, I'm not special. Obviously, we hear people saying it here and there. I'm watching the dominoes fall. So we get him. We get the the safety who came in. We got um other players that you look on Twitter who are retweeting our stuff. I see some of these prospects. Brandon, I hate to drink the Kool-Aid. I hate to sound like the same guy every year. But the recruits that we're getting right now that we're interested in and who are interested in us, they look different. I saw a running back that we have a good opportunity to get telling you. He doesn't look like the regular running back that West Virginia gets up in Morgantown. It's about to be an avalanche. It's about to be real. I can't wait. Number three. The fact that Best Virginia gets to host a whole region for TBT means blank. It means opportunities. Opportunities for Best Virginia, the basketball team. Playing with a home court advantage gives you an opportunity to win. But it also means opportunities to showcase the state. 
to showcase our adventure tourism, possibly, to showcase our fans, to showcase our culture, to showcase Charleston Civic Center renovation. It means opportunities, not just for Best Virginia, but for the state. Yeah, what it is and what it means, it means a spotlight. Brandon, when I went on ESPN and I saw the brackets, I saw the Columbus version and they had 32 teams in it. I was like, man, that's dope because it says Columbus. Like, it has the big Columbus sign in the background um, because that's where it's being held. But if you look, the other side of the bracket says West Virginia. All these teams, everybody's coming to West Virginia. All these other teams uh, from all these other uh, – I know they're not all alumni, but there's a lot of alumni. They're coming to Charleston. So we get to show hospitality. We get to, them to say this is Charleston, West Virginia. I don't. I know this isn't collegiate sports, but believe you me, it spills over. Eyes and spotlights make a difference. There's a reason why you see Nick Saban. I don't know at at, at uh, nah, uh, the Masters with his Alabama hat on. Yes, it's not college football, but anytime you can get exposure for the state for the university, um, I think it's big time. I think this is huge. That one or two spots that are ho- hosting this this tournament that's growing and growing each and every year is yours truly, Charleston, West Virginia. Number four. Javon Carter being in the Western Conference Finals is blank. A little misleading. Javon Carter's in the Western Conference Finals. He contributed hugely on a team that is very successful in the NBA NBA's Western Conference. But Javon has yet to play in the Western Conference Finals. Javon played very sparingly so far in these entire playoffs. And the Suns have been super successful without him. So I think it's, excuse me, I think it's a little bit misleading to say Javon Carter's place or Javon Carter's in the Western Conference finals as if he's a deciding factor. I love seeing the man go out there and continue on his grind, getting shots up after a win, a close win for the Suns, um, and proving that he's the bulldog and has the treadmill mentality that we all have come to love, to know and love. Um, but I think it's a little bit misleading. I think my word is, uh, I, I'm so torn. I'm torn between two words. The first one I want to say is awesome because it's awesome that he's there. It's awesome that we can feel a part of it. It's awesome that a guy who's worked so hard is being rewarded to be a part of a team um, that's in the Western Conference Finals. Him gaining all this experience is invaluable. Like, it's it's huge. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. But on the flip side, I think the word I'm going to use is inconsequential. Because um, people, like they're talking about him in the, his fourth year being able to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, that's great. But I think even if you ask him, look, you want to win by any means necessary. But this is not a ring he's going to keep and say uh, he's going to keep it. But I'm just saying like, this wasn't his win. It is his win. But he hasn't played a minute in the playoffs. I don't think this is going to um, pull back his drive at all. I think this is going to inspire him to keep going because he's not getting minutes. Now, he's young, and he's working, and it's great to be a part of something like this. But it's a lot better when you could be in a circumstance because of your play on the court. Um, But he's working, hats off. But the truth is, his contribution on the court for these playoffs has been inconsequential. He hasn't been on the court. Now, maybe he's a great practice player, but, you know, just give him his time. Um, I think it's a little misleading some some of the things I read about Javon Carter, Javon Carter. He's in the Western Conference Finals. It's hype. It's awesome that he's there, but uh, his involvement hasn't been to where some of the people's uh, excitement. I don't know. I'm not saying this well, but 
he, he, he's still he's still gonna have his time and right now it's not it but this is a cool ride to be on number five darius stills changing his jersey number from 79 to 56 means blank it means he's going to make the team without question they're not letting players especially not undrafted free agents change their numbers to their preferred number unless they believe that man is making the team darius stills is making the raiders for me it means I'm going to go with simply a lot. I think you're dead on. I didn't think about it, so you just answered. Your, you started in on your answer, and you're 100% right. You don't get a number like 56 without being a part of a football team. 56, think about great 56. I think the greatest linebacker of all time, Lawrence Taylor. You can't tell me there weren't linebackers in defensive line who have more seniority, um, who are making more money than Darius Stills, um, couldn't have picked that over him. I think they see something. I think he's already showing something. I think he's showing a lot. And for him to move to number 56 and get it and people to bless him with it, I also feel like that motor, they're seeing what was in Morgantown. They were seeing what's in Fair, that, what was in Fairmont, West Virginia. He's showing them boys. And uh, I love it. I'm here for every moment of it. And I'm not, I'm not a silver and black fan, but I'm a Darius fan. So give me a Raider hat. It's time for everything Mountaineers, everything WVU, and actually everything sports-related. I'm Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. I'm here with my brother. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. And, uh, Brandon, we're going to start with something I heard on Get Up. You know, Mike Greeny leads the, leads the charge on Get Up. And he was talking about the most confounding players. He said players that should have been awesome, should be amazing, but for some reason they're not, and it just doesn't make sense, and he can't make heads of heads or tails of it. He went through his top five lists. His five were uh, Royal Mac, Rory McIlroy, just talking about all the talent he had, and yet he only um, has so many majors, and he, he has enough talent to be winning them and be the best player in the world, and yet he's not. He also brought up Jim Harbaugh up in Michigan. How he it doesn't make sense to him how he wins at San Francisco, almost wins in the Super Bowl, goes to Stanford. I mean, Stanford before that uh, turned Stanford into a program that, that was one to be reckoned with. And then he gets to Michigan. I think by everybody's standards, even me, I thought that there's no way he could fail at Michigan. And yet somehow it doesn't make sense. But he is. He talked about uh, Carson Wentz, um, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, number one overall draft pick. Now they're talking about him trying to shoot with his other hand. This dude has so much talent, so much talent defensive and, and assisting. And yet now we're in a, in, in a um, place where he doesn't take shots in the fourth quarter, passes up dunks, and they're talking about changing the hand he shoots with. So they got me thinking, my dude. It got me thinking about our program here at West Virginia, basketball and football. And I thought, who are the most confounding players to me? Players who came in with hype. That at the end, I'm like, I don't understand how it didn't work. They came in so highly rated. They came in with so much pizzazz. And then to look back on it, man, I just don't understand what happened. Or even if I do understand, it was just not a bust, but it just didn't live up to the hype. I'm not going to ask you to give me your top five. But Brandon, do you have somebody on your mind who immediately when you think about the Mountaineer program, you think, wow, I'm just so disappointed that didn't work. The first person I ever thought about when you brought this up to me, was Squirt, Jordan Thompson. One of the players we got from Texas when we thought we were going to be able to recruit out of Texas under Dana Holgerson, 
He was always getting so much hype in the preseason, so much hype talking about how well he didn't practice, then he would ball out in the spring game, and he never really showed up like that, not like that in major in any games. Jordan yeah. Thompson being a big one. Uh, another one that I thought about, Jonathan Hargett. Jonathan Hargett was supposed to be good enough to be like a one and done. I thought Jonathan Hargett was going to come out and just ball all over everybody. He did play well, but he fizzled out, ended up having to leave because of some issues um, and never lived up to his potential. And that was under Gail Catlett. That was during – he got dismissed from the team when Beeline came in, that transition. All such a mess. Uh, also part of the reason I think that the guy we won't even mention, Dan Dockich. I shouldn't have said his whole name, but anyway. Um, yeah, you just said won't even mention. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said his name, but anyway – Part of why he decided not to come to WVU, thank goodness. But Jonathan Hargett, he, Jonathan Hargett and Squirt are the top two that came to my mind. I think about the four-star. I believe he was from Maryland. We yeah, dubbed was. him Dunbar. We we dubbed him early on Crest, Virginia. William Crest. It's tough, Brandon. The other day I went back and I was looking through all these recruiting classes um, for the country, not just West Virginia, for the country, top 50 players in the country. And we don't get a whole lot of those. And as I went through year by year, Brandon, I kept hitting these guys, like one in the top 150 that went to West Virginia, and almost every time, they were a bust. William Crest was one of the top-rated quarterbacks coming in. He was supposed to be all everything. Like I said, gave him the name Crest Virginia. What happened? Literally, he didn't make it on the field um, at any position. He did. He played some quarterback. What would you say? He played some quarterback and some mop-up duty and some stuff. He played some quarterback. I remember. He didn't yeah, do yeah. well. But like I said, he didn't make it. I mean, this guy, I'm not talking about a few snaps here and there. I'm talking about this dude was supposed to be all everything. And really, honestly, it almost felt like he was a waste of scholarship. Um, Another one. Do you have another one? You may hit you with another one. Well, give me another one. Russell Shell. Now, the reason why I feel this about Russell, Russell Shell is I'm not saying he didn't produce. He had some nice stats and, you know, I'm not, you know, nothing game breaking, not in the top uh, 25 players ever to play running back in West Virginia. But this dude was a five star, five star before he transferred over to West Virginia from Pitt. Um, Russell Shell kind of goes in the same uh, category as Jason Gwaltney. Jason Gwaltney, five star running back from Babylon, New York. These guys were supposed to ball out. And then you just kept watching, and you just kept waiting, and you kept watching, and and no, it just wasn't there. For whatever reason, it didn't materialize. And for me, I just had flashes of greatness. He just couldn't do it off the field and ended up leaving the team. Yeah. Like I said, either way. Russell Shell never flashed any greatness. Yeah. I mean, I could have interrupted you when you said Jonathan Hargett because Jonathan Hargett was putting up buckets up buckets. The problem with him is he had no uh, work ethic in the classroom and uh, I'm pretty sure some dollar dollar bill, y'all, problems. Definitely. Some, uh, Definitely. Some, <laughs> but but the point is big-time recruits coming in and then you think, hey, this this is it. And then you look and it's it's, it's not it. Um, I'm going to give you another one. Can I give you another one? Yeah, give me another one. Issa Ahmad. Now, he produced, he, he had some really great games, but his potential was so high. And I kept thinking, at some point, it's going to click, and at some point, he's going to be an All-American because he's this hybrid who can do a lot of things, has size, speed, and power. And for some reason, he just couldn't put it together. He just couldn't be great. That, for me, was just frustrating and, like, mind-blowing. Like, you're playing for Huggins, and you're still not giving it your all? 
I don't get the East mod. I don't understand why he wasn't all conference. Yeah, I don't understand why he wasn't an all American. That's how good he could have been. I just don't understand that dude at all. He was a conundrum for sure. Yeah. You have any more? Because I'm gonna just name just a couple more names real quick before we we bounce from this. But I mean, I got four children. Oscar Shibway. Uh, yeah, Shibway was. Because yeah. he, was, he was a McDonald's yeah. All-American. He wasn't a four-star like Isa. He was a McDonald's All-American five-star recruit, only the second one to come to WVU in the history of WVU basketball. And the guy, while he put up double-doubles, never took over a game. Not one game did he ever take over. I don't remember him being a force for anything. He was serviceable at best and seemed completely out of place and, and confused about what he was supposed to be doing very often on the offensive side of the ball, especially. Yeah, we're talking about guys that just make you frustrated when you watch. And and Oscar was. I mean, we were down to ride with him. We were down to give him more time. But yeah, no, you. I think you did hit the hit the nail on the head with that one because he was just watching him play. It's like you have so much talent, and yet somehow you're not realizing it, and it's showing up, and now it's becoming mental. But what about four children, Brandon? He was a big time recruit for us under Dana. Yeah, ESPN big, the magazine predicted he would win the Heisman. Four star recruit, I believe, out of Texas. And if anybody could tell me what Four Childress looks like or what number he wore, I would appreciate it because I don't know. That's how bad it was. I don't know. <laughs> he was um, really bad in that Maryland game. He tore his peck, of course. Also, Ivan McCartney. Yes, Sticks. Sticks. Ultra Cinco's cousin. Uh, uh, what's his real name? Chad Johnson's oh, Chad real Johnson. cousin. Yeah, Chad Johnson's cousin. I thought he was... I mean, don't get me wrong. He got on the field and he had some good games, but I just thought he was going to be way more than what he was. I mean, he was a four-star receiver, four-star recruit out of Miramar, uh, Florida, big-time program. Um, I thought it was about to be lit, and it just never was, and I never quite understood it. Um, I don't know why we didn't, you know, get to that mountaintop, but those are the ones that I thought about, and I was like, man, I don't know what happened. But that's our opinions, man. That's that's our opinions. Mountaineer state of mind. Here we go. The numbers, the numbers, the number game. We're going to say the number. We're going to think of who we think of, what Mountaineer greats or just Mountaineer players, period, we think of. I'm going to forget a whole lot. I have forgotten a whole lot, but I'm going to try to get some right. Let us know at the end where we're right, where we're wrong. This is Jeremy JN Phoenix. I'm with my brother, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. And let's get it popping. This week, we're starting with number 33, or is it 34? 33. Yeah, excuse me. 33. <laughs> number Brandon, 33. got some numbers? You got some numbers? I got two. I think you'll get both of mine, so go ahead. We got Eugene Napoleon. We're going. We'll hey, shout outs to Eugene. Eugene, shout outs. Shout out Eugene Napoleon, number 33. And then we've got Mean Barrett Green. Number 33 on that late 90s squad with the likes of John Thornton, Gary Stills, and so many other greats. Yes, yes, yes. Thinking of it, thinking of it this very moment. First of all, was Rob Summers number 33? Huh. Uh, Go. I looked that up. It just hit me. I, I think he was number 33. Uh, I don't think so, but let me see. 
Hey, look, this is our Google break with Google and Rob Summers, the big man from WVU. Don't ask me which years. Correct. Number 33. Okay. I thought he was number 33. This is from the top of the dome. Literally, I didn't think about this. Uh, you know who else was number 30, 33? Who? Scott Jerko. Boom. Was he? Yes, 100%. Because for a second, I thought number 35, but that's another Mountaineer great. Nope. He was number 33. Scotty Jerko. I'm positive. Um, for some reason, I thought he was, I thought he was, I don't know what number I thought he was. But it wasn't number 33, I didn't think. But you're right. He's 33. Scotty Jerko. Rob Summer. Barrett Green. And Eugene Napoleon. All number 33s. Let us know if we miss one. Brandon. Number 34. 34, I'm going to hit you with the snog. Kevin Pitt snoggle. Brandon loves forgetting basketball players. I thought maybe he was going to leave them out. But no, he didn't. He got him. All right. Uh, uh, who else is 34? Uh, I, I Robert know. Walker. Robert Walker was 34? 34. And who else? Robert Walker is number 34. Who else is number 34? Um, Robert Walker was 43. You sure? Oh, yeah. Yes, my dyslexia. Boy. I got the numbers back. <laughs> 34. We're missing all kinds of people at 34, I think. We have to be. 34. Who else? There's no running backs. Maybe a defensive back somewhere. Y'all are just going to have to be mad. Y'all oh, just Oscar be- Sheebway. Was he 34? He was 34. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. Good, good get. We was about to get crushed on that one. <laughs> yeah, we got Oscar Sheebway. He still hey, counts as a mountain good, no matter how you feel about him. Yep, that's a good get. We almost got crushed on that one. And why I, I looked to make sure I was right, and I happened to see another one. You want me to give you the other one I saw? Yeah, give me the other one. Ishmael Banks, Icky Banks. Oh, I 34. forgot about him, too. Okay. So there's, there, there we go. Icky Banks, Sheebway, Snoggle, all at number 34. Let us know who we forgot. Um, now let's go. Number 35. Who we got for number 35? You know it. I'm wearing a shirt today, coincidentally. Holy Schmidt. Owen Schmidt at 35. Brandon, we're going to get in so much trouble. Did you forget him? No, no, no. Wellington Smith. Was he 35? Yeah. Hit that good little break. Yeah. Wellington Smith, 35. But I feel like we're missing a lot with 35. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it was just Wellington Smith on the basketball end. Wellington Smith. Um, Owen Schmidt. Defensively. Nah. Nope. Coming up empty. Nothing on defense. I go through each position. Running back. Uh, you would. I found another one, but I, I this one doesn't count because I found it. Should I say it or should it? somebody else tell us? No, no, no. Go ahead and say it. Josh Chandler. Oh, yeah. Even he though changed he changed number, his number now. He's number seven. But he was 35. Yeah, I don't think anybody was going to remember that, though. No, yeah, man, that's not. it. I think we're thin. I think we're a little thin. Our minds aren't quite working, but let us know. Who do you remember from 33, number 34, and number 35? This is the Mountaineer State of Mind. This is the Raspy Voice Kids.
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.